Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. something that we do probably a couple of times a year. Um, one of the things we love to do is to make room for people that we can just see that God has uh, a, like a ministry call on their life. And uh, wanting to, as we're wanting to uh, see them step into that and grow into that, part of that is to invite them to, uh, to bring a message you know, to us. So we've got two people uh, this morning that we're going to be uh, hearing from. And uh, so this is, like, for people like me, if I do a bad message, like, you can, like, email me and go, Matt, that was rubbish. And I go, fair enough, I should know better, okay? But these guys, their first time, and they're going to be awesome. They're probably going to be better than me, which is, like, you know, like, challenging for my ego. But, um, uh, but just, just to be encouraging to them, and uh, I know that uh, for both of them, that they've got a message that God's put on their heart. And uh, so I'm going to invite the first one up, and it's like, it's like who's it going to be? So uh, our first one for today is our youth pastor, Jake Alejo. Give him a big welcome. So good. He, he wanted intro music. He was going like, Eye of the Tiger. Hey. Sweet Home Alabama, please. Sweet. <laughs> He's a country boy. <laughs> you know, um, hi, I'm Jake. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm the youth pastor here. It's actually quite crazy. I don't know if you've, if you've ever been up here. There's this in, um, invisible barrier. And as soon as you cross it, you have a dry mouth. It's crazy. Okay, here we go. Well, once again, it's, um, it's awesome to be up here. My name is Jake. I'm the youth pastor. If we haven't got, got to meet, uh, I'm super excited to come and share with you this morning. Um, I wanted to bring something that I've been wrestling with a bit. Uh, it's, I, I read a piece of scripture not too long ago, and it's just stuck with me. Um, and I wanted to bring it to you today. So, why don't we, if you have your Bibles, why don't we go ahead, we'll get them out. We're going to be looking at a passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and it's going to be Verses 3 through 10. Now, before we jump into the scripture, I have a question for you. And the question is, how do you live out your faith? How do you live out your faith? How do you take this belief that you have and outwork it in the mundane in life? So once again, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 3 through 10. If you have your Bibles, we can turn to it. I'm going to be reading out of the message translation. If you don't have your Bibles, that's so fine. We're actually going to have it right up on the screen. It's the biggest Bible, so you are um, the most spiritual in the church today. What's up? Okay, so 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 3 through 10, and it says this. Our work as God's servants gets validated, or not. In the details. People are watching us as we stay at our post, alertly, unswervingly. In hard times, tough times, bad times, when we're beaten up, 
jailed and mobbed, working hard, working late, working without eating, with pure heart, clear head, steady hand, and gentleness, holiness, and honest love. When we're telling the truth, and when God's showing his power, when we're doing our best, setting things right, when we're praised and when we're blamed, slandered and honored, true to our word, though distrusted, ignored by the world, but recognized by God, terrifically alive, though rumored to be dead, beaten within an inch of our lives, but refusing to die, immersed in tears, yet always filled with deep joy, living on handouts, yet enriching many, having nothing, having it all. Now, to give you a bit of context around this verse, this was written by a man named Paul. He was a disciple of Jesus, and this is the second letter that he had written to the church in Corinth. Today, Corinth would be around south-central Greece. Okay, so Paul, in this letter, in this passage of Scripture here, is actually talking about the trials that he had faced in his ministry up to this point. As we read it through, it's actually nine different trials, which... If we know anything about Paul, if you've ever read the New Testament in any of his letters, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to Paul's ministry. We see examples all throughout the scriptures. For example, in Acts 14, we see Paul and Barnabas being stoned in a place called Iconium. And in Acts 21, we see Paul himself being drugged out of the temple, beaten within an inch of his life, and then just to top things off, uh, a Roman soldier sees this. He thinks, oh, well, obviously this guy's not getting beaten up for anything. Let's go arrest him. He must be up to no good. And he gets thrown in jail. Now, what's so special about this verse? Why am I bringing this verse? Great question. I'm glad you're asking. For a second... I want us to reread this verse, but I want us to read it as a call to action. I want us to reread it as an invitation to live a life where our lives shine the gospel. So let's, let's reread this. And once again, I'm going to change it ever so slightly just to make it a little bit more personable. Okay. People are watching us. Pe people are watching you as you stay at your post alertly, unswervingly, in hard times, tough times, bad times. When you're beaten up, jailed, and mobbed, working hard, working late, working without eating, with pure heart, clear head, steady hand, and gentleness, holiness, and honest love. When we're telling the truth, and when God's showing his power, when we're doing our best setting things right, when we're praised and when we're blamed, slandered and honored, true to our word, though distrusted, ignored by the world but recognized by God, terrifically alive, though rumored to be dead, beaten within an inch of your life but refusing to die, immersed in tears yet always filled with deep joy, living on handouts, yet enriching many, having nothing, 
having it all. And everything that we do as followers of Jesus, we have an opportunity to shine the light of our Savior. On the days when life seems to just be slipping through your fingers. And on days when you're at the mountaintop high and, and, and you feel so successful and you've done amazing. We have an opportunity to shine the light of our Savior, the, the light of Jesus to a world that needs it. And why is that important? Why is it important to be that light? It's because people are watching. And we, we have the opportunity to show them Jesus in everything, in everything that we do. Now, now quickly, let me, just, let me just clarify that what we're not saying here is that we have to now live this life of, of rules and, and regulations and be perfect and, you know. No, it's not that at all. It's that we have this opportunity to, to love our neighbor. We have this opportunity to, to shine the light of Jesus in the mundane. Maybe it's having lunch with our colleagues, dropping the kids off to school, doing the dishes in every single opportunity. We can show the light of Jesus, and that is how the world meets our Savior. There's an old quote, and it says, preach the gospel always. And when necessary, use words. Preach the gospel always. And when necessary, use words. Now, just to wrap things up. I've taken a little bit of creative freedom here. I've pushed it a little bit. And I actually want to reread this to you. I've rewritten it in the Alejo translation. It's actually a very wise, rare translation that, that you'll only ever find at the Museum of the Bible. Um, but uh, I, I want to share this with you, and I hope that it blesses you. People are watching us as we stay faithful in hard times and in tough times, in times when we've had a massive fight with our spouse, and um, the wheat bix that we gave our kid on the way to school, and they crumpled it up, and they threw it all over the car uh, that you just vacuumed. Um, when we're made the joke at the office because we believe in this man named Jesus, working hard for our families, working late to make ends meet, working without eating at all, with a pure heart, a clear head, and a steady hand, in gentleness, holiness, and honest love, when we're telling the truth, and when God's showing his power, when we're doing our best in life, setting things right, when we're on the mountaintops of life, and when we're in the deepest, darkest valley, gossiped about and honored, true to our word, though distrusted, ignored by the world, but recognized by God, always available, yet never invited, questioned over and over again, but refusing to give up immersed in tears, yet always filled with deep joy, living on hope, yet always giving hope, 
having nothing, having it all. Today, as we leave this place, we're going to encounter situations where we get to live out our faith, even in the mundane. And that's beautiful. That's where we find the Holy Spirit working through us. So I pray that as we walk through these doors into our communities, into a place that needs the light of our Savior, Jesus, I pray that you would choose to walk out that faith, to live out that faith. Amen. Yeah, we're so grateful for Jake and uh, sowing into our, into our youth, uh, but he's a man with um, passion, wisdom. Um, he does like country music. We're not sure about that. But apart from that, there's a lot of wisdom there, um, really. And we're excited to see what's ahead for him. Um, he's, you know, he's more than a youth pastor. He's, he's someone that is going to uh, really make a real impact for the kingdom and we're excited to play a part of, in the journey and to sow into that. So, so thanks for sharing this. Well, I actually feel that was a prophetic word, um, more than just like uh, a word of encouragement and teaching. It was prophetic. I think there's some people. If we just put that last slide up. The, um, I just feel like there are some people that f- when they, they feel that, you know, they've been blamed and slandered and distrusted and ignored by the world, and, um, and yet they're also someone that enriches many. And, and it's, it's kind of, for, for many of you, there's just that the weight of the first part has uh, meant that it's been hard to recognize, that you're recognized by God, and you enrich many. And I just, if that's, you know, if that resonates in your heart, you know, this is, this is a word for you this morning. All right, our second speaker is, uh, is Rob Lynn, many of you know. Uh, come on up, Rob. Rob again is um, when I first met Rob. He's a v- you know very likable guy, and um, yes, it, and uh, thing with but Rob is that the more you get to know him, man, this guy's this guy runs deep. You know, there's a lot to this guy, and um, so I love people like that. That the more you hang out with them, the more you go like oh, I like this. This is some you know rich conversations, a lot of depth, and uh, so we're looking forward to. To this morning and what you have to share, my brother. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. All right. Well, that was nice words. Thanks, Matt. Okay. Yes, my name is Rob. I've been coming to this church for a few years and uh, I've got a, a message that I hope is going to inspire you and touch your heart. So let's get going. God is good. Come on. Is God good? All the time, God is good. He's awesome. Why? Are you good? (laughs) Not all the time. Not all the time. Okay. All right. Are you good? Okay. So... I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Google versus Bible. Is mankind generally good? I Google the phrase, are people generally good? 
and I came up with a CNN article. Uh, that was just the first thing that popped up, so I was like, yeah, I'm reading that. And it was about violence. The author was uh, discussing violence in the world and whatnot, and he made some fairly bold statements. All right, let's have a look. Click. All people are inherently good. We are hardwired for goodness. Remember, we start from a place of moral purity. Wow. Interesting. What do you think? Again, are you good? <laughs> okay. I hear some of you saying, well, yeah, I've, I've never hurt anyone. I'm a good guy. Better than most. Yeah. I think I'm good enough. I mean, I'm generally a good person. My question to you, what do you define as good? Where do you get your definition of goodness from? All right. Is it based on your own truth? Someone else's truth? Or is it based on societal norms? Are they your moral compass? What is truth? Right, so this Google guy from CNN had a few interesting things to say. Let's flip to the Bible and see what the Bible says about our goodness. Are you ready? Three, three, three things, boom, boom, boom. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of of God. How do you feel now? Not that good news, is it? Kind of bad news. If you take some time to really think about this and reflect, the truth is we are all sinners. We are all not good. We live in a fallen world, and it's not good. So what? Is that what you're asking me? So what? Okay, yeah. All right, I'm a sinner. And? Next one. So if you're a sinner, for the wages of sin is death. Eternal damnation and separation from God. That's what death means. So the so what, uh, you know, okay, I'm a sinner, so what? You are going to have eternal damnation and separation from God. <laughs> yeah. That is truth right there. Well, that's not very nice. That's... It's a daunting reality. But this Romans 6 verse 23 that I've just read out to you, for the wages of sin is death, is only half of the verse. There is that big but. 
and that is a very important but. It is all important. Let's go to the next slide. The wages of sin is death, but now we're flipping into some good news, finally. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Come on. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We got a problem. We got a sin problem. But God didn't leave us in the filth. He didn't leave us abandoned without hope. He made a plan, and that plan is Christ Jesus. Always was, always will be. The plan is Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus, those who believe have the assurance of heaven. Okay, that sounds, that sounds better. That sounds better. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him, believes in him, should not perish but have everlasting life, eternal life. But God shows his love for us in that while you and I were sinners, were still sinners, Christ died for you and me. In your wretched state, Christ died for you and me. In my wretched state. That is good. That is good news. That is good news to all of us. So you say, well, okay. I've heard the bad news. Yep, I agree. But the good news sounds too good to be true. All right? That sounds too easy. Let's go to the next slide, please. Thanks. What must I do to be saved? There must be a catch, right? There must be something I have to do. How do I play this out? How do I get this, this love of God? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what I'm talking about. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. This is important. It is the gift of God. Not as a result of works, so that no man may boast. We can't walk around going, yep, I'm a Christian because I'm the man. You know, I'm a preacher. Uh, I'm a good person. I do all these awesome things for God. I've saved, you know, I brought so many people to Christ. It means nothing for your salvation. If you confess with your mouth that the Lord, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, belief and faith. This is not just a kind of you know belief of the historical Jesus that we read in the Bible. Um, the things that he did. This is a trust, a confidence in Christ, a confidence in his sacrifice for us that we can be transformed into his image. We can be more like him. Our lives can change for the better. So, real quick recap. Next slide, thanks. Bad news. Google thinks we're good. God disagrees. 
<laughs> God says we're all sinners. The payment, the wages, the payment of our sin is eternal separation from God in a place called hell. It's real, people. The good news, God loves us and had a plan to redeem us back to himself. He didn't leave us there. Jesus became our substitute and died on the cross to pay for your sin, pay your debt to God, pay my debt. What must I do to be saved? Confess your need for Jesus and have faith in his sacrifice that cleanses you from sin. So can we just go to the next slide? I wasn't going to use it, but I will. It's only good news if you believe. Think about that. There are three types of people in this room. Those that know him closely, personally. You love him. My challenge to you is will you go deeper into his love? Will you commit more? Will you remember that it's not by your works you are saved? It's through faith in him alone. The second group of people is those that used to know him and maybe have just got sidetracked, you know, busyness of life, you know, drifted off a bit. Will you come back? Will you come back to knowing him, to knowing his love, his peace for you personally? And there might be some in, these, in this room that have never heard this message before. Or you know about Jesus, but you don't intimately know him personally as the God that saved you. This is a message for you. Will you dip your toes in the water? Seriously. What have you actually got to lose? Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day. Be blessed.